0: On today's episode of the Blue Bloods, uh, we have our Heisman Trophy winner. He's a new guy, and who else would it be except for Joe Burrow? Uh, So congrats on that, man. You deserved it. Uh, We know you're listening out there. Anyway, today we have our Army-Navy game recap, Heisman wrap-up, All-American roster recap, uh, our early signing day preview, and we're going to finish off with coaching carousel. Uh, We have some big stuff in the works for you guys, but for now let's go ahead and kick this episode off. All right so to start today's episode out we have our army navy game recap um and i don't really know what to say about this game other than navy won by a lot
1: like a yeah, lot I, a lot it, it, it was not even close i mean i mean it was close i guess when you know army had that 10 minute opening drive that took up the entire first quarter but other than that they didn't have much going on offensively at all
0: yeah i'm gonna go ahead and hand this out uh I know that it's award season. We've been getting awards for the past week. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give the grittiest game of the year award to Army Navy because this game, Zach called it it was it was it was raining, it was muddy, and it was i mean, it's just hard nosed football is all it was.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, and literally i don't I don't know how many of you guys watched this whole game like I did, but dude, the hits in this game were just ridiculous, man. I mean, these dudes were, like, really trying to kill each other out there, Look looked like. It was insane. I mean, I think even uh, Gary Danielson was surprised about it because, I mean, it seemed like every place someone was getting just knocked out.
0: Right. Um, one of the – it was crazy because there were, like, no penalties either for the first quarter. Now I don't know how that happened. Uh, I think well, there, were, I like, mean... there were, like, three <laughs> in the second quarter. This was, like – uh, I guess most of these teams are pretty disciplined. Uh, it's kind of cool. I,
1: I, I would say so. I would say the whole country that, you know, these schools plus, you know, Air Force are probably well, – I would say more disciplined than, like, any – it's the most NFL teams too.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're in the military. Uh, apparently I, – and I was talking to people about this. I don't know if I talked to you about it on the last episode, but, like, if you get drafted uh, – you know, from one of these teams, and you still have like your service obligations. Uh, what happens? Apparently, like, and I, and we figured out, you know, and we knew this that if you get drafted, then you can like you can like defer uh, your service until after uh, you gra- until after you're done with the NFL or whatever. Apparently, that didn't used to be the case. Like, if you got drafted, oh well, uh, you're going, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you're going to uh, you're going to the army, you're going to the navy, whatever else.
1: Yeah, because I mean, isn't that what happened with uh, Roger Starbuck when he came out of Navy? He had to go serve first, and that's it, put like a delay to his, uh, you know, NFL career. I mean, he had a pretty good one, I would say, but, you know, what happens if he goes straight to, uh, you know, the NFL? We could be having a whole different conversation.
0: Right. Um, Anyway, so uh, one of my favorite things about this game is that. Because it was so hard-nosed, you just have, like, all these, like, football purists. I'm talking about the old heads just, like, coming out of the woodworks to chirp on this game, to talk about how much they love it. Uh, and I don't actually blame them. You know, usually I'm not – you know, I don't agree too much with old heads. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but uh, I actually agree <laughs> with them here. I love this game. I love the hard hits. I love that they pass the ball, like like, five times total.
1: I mean, it's, it's it's pretty nice. I mean, the triple option is just amazing to watch to me. I mean, it takes the whole team, all 11 players, to be almost perfectly in sync. And the defense has to play outstanding. And, you know, the fact that Navy held Army to 148 yards blows my mind. I
0: mean, that's why they won by so much. Like, I mean, I mean they gave up, like, Well, like 75 on there for however much it was on their first drive.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, Coming into this game, Army was like the, I think the second leading Russian team in the country averaging over 300 yards per game. And they, and they held them to 2.6 yards per rush.
0: That's insane. Uh, One player I do want to talk about. I mean, obviously the highlight of this game, Malcolm Perry is uh, very good. Very, very, very good. Uh, And before the game, I actually heard like more than one person compare this guy to Lamar Jackson with what he can do on his feet, and I was like, yeah, you, you, you're out of your mind. Because Lamar Jackson <laughs> a generational talent, right? I mean, he's just – look what he's doing in the NFL right now. He's just tearing it up. I mean, he did the same – he did better at Louisville. Um, and then I watched this game. Uh, and 304 yards rushing out of your quarterback is no joke. I understand it's a little bit different because they are running the triple option, and I don't know that he passed during this game or if he did, then he didn't have any completions, but, um, and whereas Lamar Jackson's running and passing the ball? But, uh, I mean, 304 yards and two touchdowns out of this quarterback is insane.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can't, I mean, I don't even know where the one dude, I think he was a wide receiver that threw the one touchdown pass for me. I think they ran, it was like the Philly special.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy play. Um, yeah, that dude's from Alabama too. That's crazy. But yeah, he, he had their one completion and it was a one yard completion.
1: Uh, insane. I mean it was a beautiful play though. It caught me off guard. I was not ready for it. Oh, I
0: was yeah, it confused me. And I I I get it. I have a dumb brain. It's easy to confuse me, but uh but yeah, I mean it confused me.
1: I, I just don't understand okay, so they don't throw a lot. Literally, Army had six passes and still managed to throw an interception. <laughs> yeah beautiful gotta love it. I, I mean the, the, does that scream army navy or what yeah. I mean are you serious
0: that was one of the things I wanted to talk about too um I get that it's the army navy game and I get that there's like all these traditions in place and it's your 120th meeting but you're playing like it's 1890 like they're acting like throwing a forward pass is illegal and it might be you know they might throw a flag if uh there's a forward pass in the army navy game and that might be why we didn't see it very much
1: very, very true. I mean, you know what I can't wait for is one of these teams to recruit a not a triple option quarterback and just like surprise everyone, come out looking like LSU and Joe Brady.
0: Try to do what Georgia Tech did this year, except for better.
1: You would hope. I mean, that's not that's not setting the bar very high. <laughs> no. To be completely honest with you, but I mean, you know, Navy won this game having one passing yard. That one passing yard ended up being a touchdown, but they put up almost 400 yards rushing. That that's ridiculous man i mean I i'm really really impressed with this navy team and they have a huge statement to make in bowl season too they get to play a kansas state team that you know has exceeded expectations and if you know if navy wins that game they get 11 wins on the year
0: that would be insane out of a military uh academy you just don't see that
1: just uh, not I, you
2: see
1: I, I am super super impressed with this team um I, I really am shocked. I wish Malcolm Perry had another year because that would be amazing.
0: Right. Do you think he gets drafted?
1: Uh, okay, if he gets drafted, it's not to be a quarterback. I could see someone no. trying to turn him into like a slot receiver. Patriots, here Patriots, is your man. call this guy. Here is your man. This would be amazing. But, you know, there also could be a team, you know, the Dolphins, the Bengals, who could see what Lamar Jackson's doing and try to mimic it. But I don't think this kid has the arm to be the next Lamar Jackson. No. But I, I don't see why he couldn't be you know, a running back slash you know, slot receiver. I mean, he's 5'9", 190 pounds. I think that's a little small to be an NFL running back, but that is the perfect size to be a slot receiver. And so right, I think exactly. this kid might have a future, but it also depends on how dedicated. I mean, we've seen – Kids from these military institutes pass up the NFL because they would rather serve their country. So that's a big decision this kid's got to make, and you know we'll see. But I think if he wants a shot in the NFL, he'll probably get it.
0: Yeah. Uh, one final thing I want to touch on in this matchup was uh, Navy's helmets atrocious.
1: Uh, yeah, I hated them. That was
0: horrible. <laughs> I couldn't. Their I could jerseys not- were
1: fire, but.
0: I couldn't figure their helmets out for like the first quarter and then I realized that they just got darker around the holes in their helmets. <laughs> that's all that was. It looked like they uh it looked like leather helmets. I think that's what they were trying to do. I'm not sure. It was it was just bad. It was really bad.
1: Yeah. Not great, not great. But I mean the uniforms overall, I I'd, I'd say that were pretty impressive, but yeah, those helmets should have done something else. Now
0: honestly. I'll tell you what they could have done. They could have just come out in actual leather helmets to play. That would have been cool.
1: I would have been on board for that all the way. Throwback. <laughs> yeah, all the way, and
0: like wear like the pants that you had to tie with a rope. Like just look homeless on the field. Oh, you gotta be tight.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm for. It. Hey, next year, I, I say we go for it. I'll write a letter.
0: Yeah, let's go. Hey, and if y'all do that, Zach and I will fly up to Philly. We'll go. That's not facts. It effects all right let's go ahead and move on uh our next segment we've got our Heisman uh trophy recap and we all knew it was going to happen Joe Burrow (laughs) won I don't know that we knew that Joe Burrow was going to win by this much though
1: okay I don't want to brag I I have witnesses like we were having like a thing at, at my apartment that night and I was asked what I thought and I, I told my girlfriend and everyone that was here that I thought Joe Burrow would win and he would set a record by how yeah. much he won by. But I did think it would be where he would get, what, 90-something percent of the votes.
0: Yeah, he was on, I think, 96% of the ballots. So, like, first of all, who left Joe Burrow off their ballot? Totally. I need to talk. Whoever did that. Uh, because apparently 4% of the voters just didn't put Joe Burrow on their ballot. And, and
1: I want to talk to the three voters who
0: had him third. Yeah. Yeah. What like what's going on in your mind there? I I, I mean listen, I don't understand second, but I, 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 I hear you. I hear I hear you loud and clear. But third you place who
1: I, do, I mean, it's just, this is not as atrocious as what I'm about to bring up. Who who in the world were the six voters who voted Jonathan Taylor number one.
0: <laughs> who was the voter who voted Tua number one?
1: Oh, God, that's so bad.
0: He didn't even play. He played for like half the season.
1: I mean, to be fair, he only missed, what, two games? Like I mean, three, three, because he missed Arkansas too. You're right.
0: Three, and then he shouldn't have played an LSU game. He got hurt during – I mean, he got hurt at the very beginning of the uh, – uh, what game was that? Uh, he got hurt. Mississippi State. Very beginning of the Mississippi State game, he got hurt. Like in the, like, I think it was the first half of the Tennessee game. Like, he missed a lot of the season.
1: Mm. I just Damn. don't understand, bro. Some of these first-place votes just blow my mind. Like, Are you really telling me there were people who thought J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor should have won the Heisman Trophy?
0: <laughs> Apparently eight people thought that.
1: Uh, yeah I, anyway. I don't know that uh, blow, i i just don't understand i wish i wish votes had to be public so then <laughs> the, the, the the committee could just kick those people and take those take their take their votes away you know right. they can't be trusted
0: I, I love my other favorite thing about this is that um ohio state and their fans love to brag about how they got 3 uh three players in the top 6 in the sizwin uh race this year I don't know why you're happy about that. I would be pissed off if that were my team because you're taking votes away from your other players, I think. Yep. Yeah, so, like – Exactly. You know, like like the Ohio State – the people who went to Ohio State or the people who think that whoever played on Ohio State's team were the best players in the country. Like, I wouldn't say that Justin Fields would have won the Heisman if Chase Young and J.K. Dobbins weren't in it, but he would have probably gotten second place, like, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll mean, i give you that.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I, I'm on record uh, of saying that I think that Chase Young was going to come in third place uh, in front of Justin Fields. Uh, I, it's, I know it's totally against my brand to admit when I was wrong, but I was wrong. I for sure thought that they would have Chase Young uh, finish higher just because he played defense. Another thing I saw is that people were mad that Chase Young finished fourth. Because they said that they he felt like he like it felt like he was a filler in the Heisman race. Like they wanted to have four, so they put him in there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they only have three most years, and they just kind of set him in there because he was.
1: Boring. Well, um, so I actually read about that. Apparently, it's about like how what percentage of vote, uh, how, like what percentage distance you finish away from the winner, and yeah. since, um, you know. Jalen Hurts, Helm, and Fields all had with about 100 or 200 points away from each other. They all fell within a similar percentile range. Yeah, they, were so all, they all got to go.
0: 119 yeah. votes. Uh,
1: because, so,
0: yeah, I mean, Justin, uh, Jalen Hurts finished 15 places ahead of Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, so that's that's the only reason they had four this year. So they said that if Jonathan Taylor would have got a few votes more and had like you know let's say like 500 votes total, he would have also win. They would have had five. So it could fluctuate anywhere from I think they said three to five, three to five or six, depending yeah. on how the votes fall.
0: So that makes that argument even dumber in my opinion. Like they're asking yeah. why he even had to be invited. Uh, apparently they have a
1: system, guys. So. That's, you know, there's a reason people are above your pay grade. We got (laughs) like, just just let it be. Like, why are you mad that the kid got to go experience New York and got to go experience, you know, the Haswood ceremony in his career? Like, you shouldn't be upset about that. I I think they should invite everyone who's in the top 10. That would be kind of cool. I I mean, mean, just kind of take it how
0: special it really is,
1: but I mean, it would be cool. Okay. Or let's do top five. I'm cool with five.
0: Yeah, I'm cool with five.
1: I well, no <laughs> well, that's fine. I don't think he should have won the Heisman, but I mean, I think he probably was in the top ten. I'll I give him believe, that.
0: I can't. I cannot believe. Like, I don't know. Six first place votes. He had the same yep. amount of first place votes as Justin Fields did.
1: That blows my mind. <laughs> that shouldn't be allowed. I don't understand how twenty people wanted Chase Young to win either. Like, are you serious? I, I can understand that one a little bit. No, Chase – nobody should have not – no one should should have not had Joe Burrow as their number one. I will stand by that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I
0: agree with that. I'm just saying that I understand where they're coming from. Like, I, I can hear what they're saying because they want it – I mean, it's the same people that want – Uh, they want a defensive Heisman. I mean, that's it. They want, like, a true defensive Heisman, not Charles Woodson who returned punts.
1: Okay. I mean, fair enough, but – we don't have to give it to undeserving people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
0: well, and they didn't. They gave it to Joe yeah, Burrow. That's very true. They've been the most deserving Heisman Trophy winner ever. I, ever, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm trying to think of like a, a year that you know maybe the first the you know Tim Tebow's year. Um, Cam I, year yeah, David I think Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, Chris I'm trying to think. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, and also, I you know, I I hate to say it, but I mean, I I think Lamar Jackson's year too. I mean,
0: yeah, Lamar Jackson's year. Um, I, I, you know, not Mark Ingram's year because he wasn't even the best player on his team that year.
1: Dude, um, Nadama, can sh- Nadama should have won that year. I'm I'm here to say, if you wanted a defensive player, that, that was year it. was the year because uh, uh I'm sorry, Nadama can sue was a more impactful uh player. Than Mark Ingram, that that is a fact. No, yeah, uh,
0: I absolutely agree with you. Mark Ingram wasn't the reason that that Alabama won that national championship that year.
1: No,
2: not he was even a
0: good player on a very good team. But he wasn't, like I yeah. said, he wasn't even the best. Okay. Team.
1: All right, so I'm, I'm gonna give you so I'm gonna give you these stats, guys, and I want you to tell me who won the Hosman, okay? Okay. All right. First, you have eighteen hundred yards. And twenty-eight touchdowns. Then you have sixteen hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns. Then you have twelve hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. Who won the Heisman? A, B, or C?
0: Uh, I'm gonna have to go with B, probably.
1: That is Mark Ingram. Yep, he won. A, yeah. Wait, no. Wait, no. Wait, no. I'm not- B. W- no B, which one was B? The sixteen hundred yard guy. <laughs> I forgot my order. Uh, yeah, sixteen hundred seventeen yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, that is Mark Ingram. Uh, A was Toby Gerhardt for Stanford that had over two hundred yards more than Mark Ingram and eleven more touchdowns. Right. He was. He only lost by, ooh, like thirty-five votes total. Really? Who came in? Yeah. Who came in third? Colt McCoy.
0: Cole McCoy. That's who I thought should have won that year. That was it.
1: Yeah, and and the Damakasu came in fourth.
0: They don't want. They just don't want to give it to the defensive player. Uh, anyway. I forgot
1: Tim Tebow finished fifth in this one too. Gosh, we are learning so much. To you know what, guys? We are learning <laughs> it all day together.
0: together. Tim Tebow, the the sophomore
1: Heisman who barely
0: couldn't finish the next two years.
1: Um, yeah, you know, you know who is another underrated one is um, uh, Johnny Mazel. I don't think there's any way he would have lost no 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 he was he was that short. that year i mean he they they pretty much could have gave that to him you know halfway through the year right uh
0: one thing i did want to talk about with this year's heisman trophy is just joe burrow is i don't even know how to describe a class act maybe uh this speech that he gave was incredible I yes mean, moving it was uh dude and, and like I've never seen any emotion out of this guy, which good, good football guy, no emotions. We don't, you know, men don't have emotions. Right. Um, And then you just see this guy start tearing up throughout his speech. I mean, he was, you could tell he was emotional, but uh, I mean, he thanks his O-line first, which great move. He thanks Coach O, um, tells him how important he is to his family. And he thanks Ohio State, which, was something that I don't think – I wasn't expecting. I don't think a lot of people were expecting. It kind of caught a lot lot of people off guard. But just a great move on this guy's part. I mean, just truly shows you how much of a class act he really is.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I was very, very impressed with, you know, everything about his speech. I mean, dude, the – you know, and I just want to say this. The biggest thing that – the the biggest thing that I saw – during the speech was Coach O's reaction. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm sorry, man. Recruits are going to eat that up.
2: I oh, mean, are you man. serious, dude? Yeah, he
1: was literally just crying in the crowd for his quarterback because he loved that dude so much. Like, if you want to play for a coach that cares about you like that, guys, go to LSU. Coach O is going to have a statue before he he's, retires from LSU because this dude is going to create something real, real special.
0: I'm telling you, it, it, it's, and there are coaches out there. I'm not going to act like Coach O's, the, you know, the only coach in the, in the country that loves his players like that. But he, I mean, he, he he's definitely a special guy. Um, And, and what's crazy is, is all the LSU fans that love him now who wanted him, uh, who didn't want him to get the job. I'm no, looking awesome at you spot. like
1: half a Bat Rouge. <laughs> Probably more than half. Dude, um, no, Kenny, like that blows my mind that, like, that many people were just like, Nah, I'll pass, bro. Right. I don't want right. him. No, like, I mean, are you no. kidding me?
0: It, it, it's crazy that uh, I don't know. I don't know. In retrospect, you—you you mean you, you have to be embarrassed about that if you didn't want Coach O as your head coach?
1: That's what, dude. You, you just like it.
0: Ah, uh, I don't know. Like Zach it, mentioned it, earlier, about there's people over your pay grade. There's a reason that the boosters love this guy so much, and they loved him from day one.
1: Well, how, how do you not, man? I mean. I'm, 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 that's a real dope question. How do you not love that dude? How do you not love
0: Coach O? I mean, and back to the Heisman talk, how do you not love Joe Burrow? If you don't like this kid, and if you don't understand, like, if you, after hearing this speech, after watching this guy play, the way that he, that he holds himself, and that's, that, I think that's one of the reasons that I think he's going to do so well in the NFL. He, just the way that he behaves himself is insane. I mean, if you don't like this kid, if you don't like Coach O, we don't care. Turn off the podcast, do what you need to do. But I mean, this is, (laughs) tell tell them how it
1: is, Brandon, tell them how it is.
0: I mean, and this is like, and I know that I, I, you know, listen, this is me being serious
1: real quick. Turn it off. I'm not, I'm not kidding. (laughs) So uh, I love it. Anyway, I love it.
0: And did you, I mean, did you see that uh, Joe Burrows uh, after his speech, uh, the Athens area has raised over $20,000 for their food for their local food pantry
2: yes
1: insane amazing
0: the guy that bet i think we talked about earlier this season yeah we for sure did because uh um you mentioned uh oh, what was it oh it was the guy who bought the 50 dollars ticket uh 201 odds for joe Burrow to win the heisman before the season started yep. and you're like no keep it he's gonna win it and i was like maybe wait till after the uh after the bama game bro and sell it.
1: okay i just want to say like um I was looking back at our predictions for the season. Um, I, I just want to say, like, I just, I really, I don't mean to call you out right now, but you didn't even have LSU winning the SEC. No, I didn't, and I know you did. Oh, I, I was about to talk my crap. I, I have been on LSU all year Zach,
0: that's like that's like how you didn't have auburn chosen you didn't want to jinx it i didn't want to jinx it I,
1: Dude, that, no i just i just didn't think auburn was good enough to win the conference this year okay. i really thought lsu had more talent and i've and okay uh i'm not gonna lie y'all can go back and listen to episode what what when did we do sec predictions episode three
0: yeah, something like that or
1: two uh i literally said the reason i thought that is because i thought joe burrow was gonna have a breakout season Last year, yeah, exactly. if you watched if you watched LSU's games last year, dude, this kid was really, really good. I mean, go watch the Georgia game from last year, and you and you can't tell me that you didn't see that this kid had major potential.
0: No, I know. And, and look at – I mean, I don't know. Georgia game was a good breakout game for him. The Texas A&M game, even though LSU lost that game, they shouldn't have, but they lost that game. Joe Burrow was playing out of his mind that game too.
1: Yep, And I
0: think that for me – and, I, I, you know, I watched the Georgia game last year and I was like, yeah, it's a good game. I didn't think anything of it, I don't guess. You know, I was just excited that LSU won. After the Texas A&M game, I was like, this kid, this kid might be something special. Mm. Um, I mean, just the way that – I mean, he well, he had like like two rushing touchdowns and overtime, something like that. Uh, the way he was running the ball, I noticed he didn't slide. And I was like, yeah, this guy's yep. great. Um, anyway, so, I don't know. It's just – Great job and uh I don't know. This this Heisman Trophy presentation was obviously Amazing. my most memorable of my life. Um, but you know, I don't want to be too biased here, but it was it was incredible.
1: Yep. Uh I, I will not argue with that um at all. I mean, great job. Joe Burrow, Coach O, and I don't think this is the last one either. I think the way Coach O's recruiting is not gonna be long till um LSU is back in New York with someone else.
0: Right. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. We have our all American, uh, recap. So what that is is we're going to look at the, uh, all American rosters that came out and it would have been today since we're recording today, but for you all, everybody listening, it was yesterday that it came out. Um, and we're just gonna give our thoughts, uh, opinions, et cetera, on all this.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you know what I'm really happy about? That, that they gave Chuba Hubbard his due.
0: They did. They did. They let this man it made
1: my heart so happy, bro. I was like, thank you know what? Somebody saw it. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. Um I, I mean, that was my that that was that was one of my biggest things is that they just keep disrespecting the kid and it really, really, really bothers me.
0: Right. One of the things that I wanted to mention uh about What I you know what I saw that stood out? uh, They left Grant Delpit off of the first team, and that's a good thing. Yes, listen, absolutely, that's a good thing. He won the Thorpe Award. We get it. Um, He wasn't the best defensive back on his own team. I think. I mean, his career has been incredible. He's been playing hurt this season. That's not an excuse. That's just a fact. Uh, He didn't deserve it this year. He didn't deserve to be a first-team All-American either. They did put uh, Derek Stingley. On the first team, all American team though, which great move.
2: Him and oh, yeah. Jeff,
0: him and Jeff Okuda on uh, for cornerbacks, fantastic.
1: Yes, and a shout out for them giving out. Uh, you know, Antone, a- Antonio Antonio uh, Winfield Jr. out of Minnesota at safety. Yeah, kid played out of his mind all year. Got no love for it. No got love, like no not, love. not 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 even a single thing. Well, you got you got this. Fair enough. I mean, That's yeah, true. but like he didn't get. He didn't, I don't even think he was a finalist for the best safety in college football.
0: No, I don't think so either. Um, which is crazy, but kind of upsets me. But it's just how fine. it is sometimes.
1: Okay, um, dude, what do you think about Alabama not having anybody on the first <laughs> team?
0: <laughs> I mean, personally, I love it, um, but it's kind of weird, right? Like, you'd think they'd it's have hideous. like a receiver or something.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I, this is what, uh, this is gonna be a good debate. I'm really torn on this. Okay, so they give out like the all-purpose player right. on, on each one. Well, I really think Jalen Waddle has an argument to be the all-purpose player on the first team. Yeah, like
0: a returner. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But they gave it to Lynn Bowden Jr., the running back for Kentucky that played quarterback all year. But that's hard to take that away from that kid because he stepped in, He stepped into a position that wasn't his. So I get why they gave it to that's him. That's hilarious, by the way. Was, was anyone more electric than Jalen Waddell in every phase of the game?
0: No. I mean, this guy, he is a great punt returner, kick returner, even a great wide receiver. And he's, what, he's a sophomore. Yeah. So give this kid one more season, and he'll be he'll be on this first team next year. I'm gonna go ahead. And oh yeah, up.
1: he's gonna be a stud next year. I mean, he's already
0: stud this year, so I can't even. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about
1: year. like in general. Yeah. But dude, your boy Rodrigo though got put on the second team, even though he won the Lou Grosso Award. But did he deserve it? Oh no, I, I didn't say he deserved. It. I'm just saying how does how does someone get the Lou Grosso for the best kicker, and he's not even the first team All American kicker?
0: I mean, the same way that someone wins the Thorpe Award then isn't even the uh, first pick for <laughs> – uh, not, not even the second not even the pick for a cornerback.
1: It's just – you see, there's just so many inconsistencies. Um, well, it's not know, chosen I, by the same people, which yeah, – I mean, fair enough. Think. But, like, everyone should be able to agree somewhat. Yeah, I guess. Like, if someone is the best player at their position, there shouldn't be much debate on that.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I understand where you're coming from. Um here, here's a fun thing to do is if you're just bored, go look at the third team, um, which I haven't done until now. So uh, let's go and get my thoughts. Jalen Hurts is at quarterback. I understand the reasoning for uh, for Justin Fields as second team quarterback. Personally, I would have put Jalen Hurts there. Personally,
1: I mean, if he, he finished second in the Heisman, so like apparently. Exactly. Like, he was good enough. I, I give a shout-out, though, that they gave Zach Moss and A.J. Dillon yes. some credit.
2: Yes, yes. Because yes, they yes.
1: deserve it. They do. Uh, and I and think I'll, Zach Moss might have an argument over Travis Etienne for second team. Yeah, I, I could definitely see it. Zach Moss was a stud all year
0: long. Um, one thing, another player I want to give a shout-out to, uh, He he's the center on the third team um, <laughs> <laughs> from, from Temple. Uh, his name is Matt <laughs> Hennessy, and shout-out on that name. That's a cool name.
1: There you go. Um, you know, and this is the player I thought at the beginning of the season could have been higher. I'm not sure if his value got dragged down, though, by the team he played on. And I think he has an argument for second team is Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma, the linebacker, number nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had an argument for second team easily. And I think he might have even had an argument for first team because without him, that Oklahoma defense – uh, I don't. I can't name a single player on the Oklahoma defense that deserves anything other than this kid.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's basically their defense.
1: We get it. Like, put well, what happens if you put Kenneth Murray on Alabama's defense or Georgia's defense or Jeez. LSU's defense? I mean, the kid's a stud, right? No, yeah. And I sure. thought I thought I, th- I thought he was better than thirteen. That's the that's really the <laughs> only gripe I have. I really thought he should have been a little bit higher. I mean. I was kind of shocked to not see him on first team, but then when I saw he wasn't on second team, that really took me aback.
0: Took me aback. Uh, One thing I did want to shout out real quick was – where even was it? It was – oh, oh, it was – they gave – what's his name? Crap. I'm so sorry. This is bad radio right now. Uh, He's a tackle. uh, There it is. Derek Brown. Derek Brown played out of his mind. First team, very well-deserved.
1: Yeah, I, I, I still am shook. Big Cat, shook.
0: Love it. Shook. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, over, the award, no. over the award.
1: Yes, I'm still <laughs> so upset um, that, you know, he got beat. He got – it was the inside offensive lineman of the year, interior, and they gave it to a tackle. You can bite me.
0: Yeah, I mean – I'm
1: upset. <laughs> He got. He had a second. He had a second place Heisman vote. Who did he lose to? Um, he lost to the uh, pinay Sewell, the the Oregon offensive tackle. Oh yeah, he's on first team too. Yeah, Kinda he is weird, also right? on first team. Yeah, uh, it, it just it's not it bothered an me. Lineman.
0: He's an offensive tackle.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> that's that's crazy.
2: Uh, anyway. he, like,
1: he finished second in the Bernard, which was the best defensive player in the country. He finished second, and then he <laughs> lost to this kid. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm still heated, bro. You struck a nerve.
0: Kind of tough. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have done this. You struck I, if a I nerve. Didn't, if I didn't have to give one little shout-out, then we could have avoided
1: this. Um, exactly. Also, God, also, bro.
0: also, does Utah just own the third team, uh, All-American team? Because – yeah. They've got Zach Moss. Uh, they've got uh, Bradley Ane. They've got uh, I don't.
1: Even, I think it's I think it's Fotu. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's Hawaiian. That's kind of cool. I think. Uh, anyway, they've got three players on this third team, and that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, Trayvon Diggs. People are going to be upset about that. People are going to be big mad about that.
1: Yeah, probably. And, I mean, then you got Xavier McKinney on the third team, too. He's he's still without a head. I don't know if you can give it to him.
0: No, no, that guy. Yeah. Find find that helmet and then come back to me. (laughs) Anyway. So
1: dirty, bro. So dirty.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I mean, shout out SEC again. Most – I mean, most players on – shoot, I mean – what do they have? I mean, what, they, they had they had nine players on the first team and then eighteen total. Yeah, yeah. The Big Ten just can't catch up. I mean, they're one behind in both of those categories. That just I mean, that goes to show you uh, that that's just that SEC dominance everyone
1: talks about, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, dude, pe- people get so <laughs> mad. They're just like recruiting doesn't really matter. I'm like, it it really does. Kind of like,
0: does, yeah, like a
2: lot.
1: Yeah, I, I just hate people like that, man. They're just like, no, you could turn I'm like, yeah, you could turn a bad player into a good player. But, yeah, it would always be nice to have a five-star, bro. Like, as much as you might not think so, I promise you, you would rather have a five-star.
0: Right. Uh, so, let's move on from this segment. We have uh, two more. Uh, the first one that we're going to do is our early signing day preview. And this one's an exciting one. Uh, we haven't been able to talk about recruiting a lot in this podcast to this point. But it's something that you and I both love and so can't can't wait to share this with you guys.
1: Yeah, and in case you guys don't know, we do have a lot. We have a few articles on the blog about recruiting. We dropped one today, um, you know, outlining the, you know, the top ten uh prospects that are not committed yet. So that is Definitely something to go check out.
0: When Zach says we, he means that he does, and he's going to go ahead and gain the Brandon stamp of approval on these very well-written articles with a lot of insight. It surprised me too. I didn't expect this out of Zach, but apparently he's got it.
1: (laughs) I guess. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, there's already been some surprises on early signing day. Uh, You know, they haven't signed yet, but, you know, Clemson pulls it out and gets another five-star out of nowhere. Dude, it just doesn't make sense. Dude, in case you guys missed it, Trenton Simpson, who's uh, the number three outside linebacker in the 247 composite, and 247 has him as the number 13 player in the country in their rankings as a five-star. Right. Um, he's the number one player in North Carolina. He was committed to Auburn for the longest time, but then he decommitted and was almost a guarantee to North Carolina – And what happened is – so, I don't know if you've heard this story, Brandon, about how he ended up at Clemson.
0: No, I actually haven't.
1: Um, So, this kid is from North Carolina. As you guys remember, the ACC championship is also in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, his mom buys him a ticket, and he goes and sits second row on the Clemson sideline to just go watch the game. Somehow ends up talking to Dabo Sweeney, takes a visit to Clemson the next day, Dabo calls uh, Justin Flo, um, who is, you know, one of, what, the top five players in the country. Yeah. Um, so, the huge thing. It tells them, I need you to commit right now or your position is gone. Flo wouldn't commit. <laughs> they offer Simpson. He commits on the field on his visit. That's insane. I love it. <laughs> I mean, and are you – like, that's how rich Clemson is, bro. They can just tell two five-stars, yo, who wants the position. If you don't answer quick enough, the other one gets it.
0: Right, oh, that's insane.
1: I can't. Believe so it. that that and the reason that's significant um, is that actually helped Clemson overtake Alabama again in the rankings.
0: Yeah. Um. And and what I would like to do, and I haven't even run this by Zach, but I'm gonna run it by you real quick. I would you like to do like a prediction of who's going to have the top draft class or the top not draft class, the top uh, recruiting class? Because yeah. It's kind of it's kind of back and forth a lot.
1: It, it is. And, I mean, don't count out LSU and Ohio State. They still have
0: – Ohio State's looking good. They're looking scary.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only problem – Okay, so Alabama's going to be real tight, man. They got 25 commits already. Right. And I don't know how many more they can take. So they could be getting full, so they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And they're still in the running for some, I would say, pretty big prospects. Um, And same for, you know – um, LSU and say, I mean, Clipson's in the running for everyone. I mean, Clipson easily could get Justin, uh, Jordan Birch, who's the number five player in the country, uh, no, number two defensive end. And, and Clipson has the number one defensive end. They have
0: like the number one everything. It's not fair.
1: I mean, literally, guys, Clipson's class has a 95. 95- a 94 average, which means like, their average player is rated a 94. It's just, it's, I wish Dude, they, yeah. they have the they Wouldn't have the number here. one they have the number one defensive tackle, number one defensive end, number one quarterback, number two defensive uh, they tackle, have the
0: two quarterback now. Bryce Young's number one.
1: Oh, not in the composite. Sorry, I'm using uh, composite sorry. scores. Okay, cool, sick. I must say, bro, you got to use the composite because that takes everyone's random opinions and puts <laughs> okay. them together. So I always use the composites when I look at recruiting rankings. See, Those... I
0: know my random opinions, and so I don't want everyone's random opinions in there. Th-
1: there you go. Fair enough, guys. But, yeah, I, the only reason I use composite is because um, players, you know, like Tank Tank B- Bigsby, who is a running back that's committed to Auburn, rivals has them as a five-star, like, number, like, 18 player in the country. Two four seven has him in the thirties, a four star, and then ESPN has him rated as like an athlete, not even a running back, and he's like in the eighties. So yeah. I I tend to take the composite because ESPN has some harsh rankings. I mean, there's some players who are like five stars on these other sites, and ESPN's like three three at best. I mean, it's three or you take it. They're like they're like pawn stars with their with their rankings. They're like, listen, bro, we can only give you two stars. that's that's what we could offer (laughs) that's uh yeah pawn stars they're gonna give you uh i can give you one and a half
0: uh (laughs) (laughs) excuse me
1: yeah so you know there are some you know pretty big people committing so uh actually the early signing period starts wednesday that's when people can officially sign and there's still some big people out there uh the number 2 offensive tackle a junior college um offensive tackle out of independence kansas yes he was he's at last chance you um he, he's picking between auburn kentucky and texas tech uh you know i would assume auburn probably is leading for him but uh it seems to be a kentucky auburn race based on everything i have read but you know you never know. Uh, uh, really and truly do we ever know. And, you know, you have Marcus Dumerville, another offensive tackle uh, coming straight out of the high school, out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, you know, it's looking like LSU is going to get him. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, I mean, come on, man. Like, Tigers. Can LSU be any richer? Uh, wait and
0: until that- they get Zachary Evans, dude. That's, that's, that's oh. what I'll say.
1: Yeah, in case you guys didn't read my article, I do predict LSU does get Zachary Evans. I I don't see a way they do not do that. Um, and then LSU can also get Phillip Webb tomorrow. Um, outside linebackers slash buck, like a stand-up defensive end, yeah. 6'4", 224, bro, out of Georgia. Kid's a stud. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, he he's coming from the same high school that uh, I believe Derek Brown came from.
0: Oh, really? So, I didn't realize yeah. that.
1: So, huge. And then, of course, a big one, five-star Justin Flo commits tomorrow at 1 p.m. Coming out of Upland, California. He's an inside linebacker, number four player in the country, number one linebacker, number one player out of California. You know, everyone thought Clemson was going to get this kid. Well, Clemson said they didn't need him. That should tell you everything (laughs) you need to know about Clemson's recruiting class. So now it's looking like Oregon USC race, uh, Miami's also in it, but I mean, uh, it, it's hard to get a kid to go from California all the way to Miami.
0: I don't know, man. Miami kind of fun. Um, anyway, True. uh, this, this early signing period, uh, is probably one of my favorite times of the whole year. Yeah. I just, there's so many storylines that come out of it. Like, uh, I can't even remember who it was, uh, Anyway, there's like parents getting mad because their kids choose to go to school
1: certain places. Oh um, yeah, did that one girl walk out of her son's? Recruitment? Yes. Like, come on, bro.
0: It was <laughs> so that's, that's
1: so ridiculous.
0: It it makes for good content though, so I'm all over it. So <laughs> it, it does
1: make for good content, but like, come on, bro. You gotta, you gotta, you know. Oh god, that's just. I'm actually nauseous just to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, insane. But like, you know. And also, Clemson also could get richer tomorrow. <sighs> uh, J- Jordan Birch, the number two defensive end, that we were just talking about. Um, yeah, he is also committing at one thirty tomorrow. He he he's from Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, Clemson's almost a shoe in for this kid. <laughs> uh, the other school he's considering is Georgia. I don't know. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Um, I I couldn't tell you, but I'm I'm predicting Clemson. I, uh, Clemson's just so good. Like. Bro, how are you recruiting like this? I need to know where the car lot is because your boy needs a new <laughs> car. Cause good Lord, this is insane.
0: I can't wait for, for Justin Flo to commit, dude. This guy.
1: Yeah, I I I think he's going to Oregon. I'm spoiling my article I posted today. Y'all go read it. I have good info in there. Uh if you're listening, you listen, to- you deserve to know. If you listen, you deserve to know what we write in our articles there, beforehand. There, there you go. I think he goes to Oregon. I really do. I, I think he's going to stay home. I think Oregon's building a culture there. I think he sees that. I, I think the uncertainty at USC hurts him. I I don't see a, a big time recruit going when Clay Hilton could be gone before next year is even over.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. Um, I'm trying to think about who the other unsigned or not unsigned, but like undeclared guys are the guys who haven't committed yet.
1: Uh, well, like, there's a lot of uncommitted guys, but not a lot of, you know, the big-time recruits are waiting till the Under Armour All-American game to announce. Yeah,
0: I understand that. But I mean, there's still like there's guys that have committed verbally. Like a lot of these oh, yeah. guys have committed verbally. But what I'm saying is like there are some guys that haven't committed verbally. Like Justin Flo is one of those guys.
1: Yep. And like it's, Jordan it's, Birch it's...
0: like you mentioned, he hasn't committed verbally yet. Um
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, it's so. it's gonna be an interesting so guys keep y'all's phones on. It's going to be a huge day, Wednesday, and I think it goes till what Friday? You can sign all the way up until Friday. Yeah. Um it it, it is definitely, definitely going to be interesting. I mean
0: <laughs> unless you are uh oh crap. I know his name too. He's uh uh Rakim Jarrett or Rakeem Jarrett, I'm not sure. I know I know the rappers Rakim, so that's what I went with. Uh Rakim Jarrett, um LSU commit. He people were wondering why he's not signing this week. Apparently, his school told him he could not sign this week. So, I don't know what that's about. But, that's not uh, a
1: good sign, bro. That's grades or something.
0: Yeah, well, they they don't let anybody sign this week.
1: That's so ridiculous, man. They
0: told him that they told they. That's like one of their policies. They won't let him sign, so he has to wait.
1: That's that's but, that's
0: wag. That is wag. Which if if LSU loses him, uh oh. Because he is what? What is he? He's like the second best wide receiver in this uh, in this class? He's like yeah. number twenty in at least with two four seven. You know, I don't have the composite scores because uh, you know your boys your boys poor out here. But um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Um, oh
1: my god! I bro. mean, he's
0: committed verbally he's to LSU, so totally hopefully. Finished. But uh, you know, if he doesn't, then uh oh, that's all. That's all I'll say. Yeah.
1: I mean, Coach O's out there getting kids from Washington, D.C. Like, that, that's wild. That's insane, right? Yeah.
2: That, I mean, I, usually LSU
0: – it, The cool thing is that LSU has a ton of uh, in-state talent, you know, from Louisiana. So, that's usually like Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. They're both from Louisiana. Uh, Leonard Fournette's from New Orleans. So, I mean, they have a ton of in-state talent. It's the kids that they bring from out-of-state that, like, you know, they don't get a whole lot of, but this year, I mean, and this isn't, this isn't me trying to turn this into an LSU uh, recruiting segment. This is just what I know the most about. Like Eric Gilbert, that that number one tight end in the country uh, is from Georgia. Alias uh, Ricks is from IMG Academy. You know, he's in Florida. Uh, he's cornerback committed LSU, like number 12 in the country. Anyway, what I'm saying is that you can tell the difference from this year to last year or any year in the past because LSU is getting, like, recruits nationwide.
1: I I mean, speaking of LSU, I mean, I know a little bit. uh, You know, I think the most underrated recruit in this LSU recruiting class is Allie Gay. Um, Okay. He is a junior college prospect, dude, 6'6", 270 out of Garden City Community College. Right. Oldu is going to be a stud. A uh, stud. Uh, I'm talking about. I, I believe he's the number one defensive end out of um, uh, out of junior college right now.
0: Yeah, I mean he's uh, only a three star, but. Well, I they mean, don't give
1: five stars to a uh, junior no, 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 college no, no. people. No, I
0: know they don't give five stars, yeah. and they. I don't think they give a ton of five stars out to uh, to defensive ends either. But no,
1: definitely not. I think the highest rated junior college recruit is, is only a four star. Yeah. If I if I remember right, which I mean blows my mind. Like, I mean, you should be able to have a five star JC. I mean if, if a dude go like Cam Newton should have been a five star coming out of JC. Right.
0: Right, for
2: sure.
1: Like, like come on. Stop skipping. It, come don't on. don't don't be don't be ESPN with the stars, guys. Come on. Get your stuff together. <laughs> okay. They're stingy with the stars, huh? Dude, it's insane. I, I'm not a fan.
0: Not fan. not a big fa- not a big uh uh, stingy Star fan, not a big Stingy Star guy. Uh, anyway, so I don't really have too much else to say about recruits. Uh, catch us later on to talk about who signed and who didn't this week. Uh, That's right. Anyway, so we've, we've got a lot. We're going to have a lot of thoughts is all I'm going to get at. Uh, anyway. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our last segment of the day. Uh, we have coaching carousel. This is Zach's time to shine. Uh, some would argue that, that the early signing day preview was Zach's time to shine. Some would argue that this whole podcast is Zach's time to shine. So, uh, Zach, go ahead and there take us There we go, work.
1: guys. There we go. Um, so, first, you know, we, we kind of cover some of these. So, I, it's kind of hard to pick. But we have a lot of actual new ones today, which is kind of cool. Um, so, Boston College made a hire. Um, they got Jeff Halfley, who is Ohio State co-defensive coordinator. I'll um like I mean, what, what would you say? What would you get? We're going to keep with our, we're going to keep with the, you know, theme. What is your, what is your rate on the hire? First
0: of all, I will throat punch you. If you give another 10 out that doesn't deserve it today. Uh, (laughs) Second of all, I really Really? like this hire actually. Um, It wasn't one that I really saw it coming. I don't, I mean, I don't know who really would have, uh, but um, I I like it. Uh, Boston college got, a co-defensive coordinator from Ohio State, especially—I mean, this guy in particular—I'll uh, give it mid-sevens. Let's go seven-four.
1: Uh, yeah, I gave it a seven. Yeah, um, good hire. I stick. I'm sticking with my, um, you know, whole number scale here. Um, you know what? I want to hear it. We'll see what ten I give today, but um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. I mean, he. he I mean, I think. I, if you're on any defense that turns out prospects like Ohio State's, you, we know you can recruit. Yeah, And, right. you know, working under Irvin Meyer, working under uh, Day this year, uh, you know, I, I think this I think this guy has a lot of knowledge that can be brought to Boston College, and he's staying somewhat in the same region. Um, you know, I guess it's a little bit more Northeast, but yeah, he's I think he gets
0: from the Midwest. I mean, that's kind of different.
1: Yeah, but like, I mean, do you, Ohio State probably probably recruits all the time from the northeast
0: yeah that's fair
1: so I, I think it's a great hire and the acc is down man so this kid has nothing to go but up with this boston college team i mean uh, outside of clemson who's going to really give him a challenge
0: uh i don't know i really don't um because i mean boston college is always one of those teams it's kind of like middle of the pack um In the ACC, Uh, they haven't been great for the past, however long, but uh, I think this coaching hire can really kind of boost them up. I don't think they're going to beat Clemson under his tenure, Uh, and if they do, it's really going to surprise me. But uh, I think he can probably move up from the middle, like bottom middle of the pack with Boston College to somewhere around like the middle, upper, maybe even upper tier in the ACC.
1: Yeah, I agree. So next we got Appalachian State they hired Sean Clark or promoted Sean Clark, who has been the Appalachian state offensive line coach for the past four years. Right. Uh, n- never been a head coach anywhere. So what, what would you say about this hire?
0: I actually, and a lot of people don't know about this guy, uh, about Sean Clark. Um, and granted, I didn't know a ton about him either. Um, until recently, uh, I, I like this hire as well. Um, I like the Boston College hire. I might like this one even more. Uh, like I said, people don't, you know, people don't know Sean Clark. He's never had a head coaching uh, job. He's like 44. So he's, he's still fairly young um, if he wanted to get into like a good coaching career. Um, I, I mean, he's just an Appalachian State guy through and through. Uh, he's been there. I mean, he graduated from there. Um, I mean, he just signed a new contract uh, for this head coaching job. They gave him five years, which is kind of uh, kind of weird to me. I don't know why you'd sign just a brand-new guy for five years. I understand he's been there, but uh, they did it. I'm going to give this one a – I know I said I, I liked it better than the last one. I'm going to give this one a 7.2. I like this one about the same.
1: Dang, I gave it a five. Really? You don't like it? Uh, I, okay, so I don't hate it, but I think it's always a risk when you hire a coach with no head coaching experience. Yeah,
0: I get that. Uh, I think it's different when you're playing in the Sun belt.
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure. i not. No, I mean, and like you said, he's Appalachian State through and through. He knows the system, so I don't think there's going to be a huge drop off. But man, he has a lot to live up to. I mean, yeah. that is going to be oh, yeah, tough. Yeah. And I just, you know, we've seen a lot of these hires fail. You know, it's 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 a lot different being an offensive line coach and going to be a head coach. Right, And I, I I think it's a risk. And, you know, if it pays off, I could eat my words. That's great. I, <laughs> I hope he succeeds. But I just think compared to other hires, I would give it a five because there's always a risk hiring someone like that.
0: All right. I, I get what you're saying.
1: I, I did the same thing for Arkansas when they hired an O-line coach. Yeah. Kinda I mean, yeah. And then speaking of O-line coaches, we got Memphis. Uh, they hired Ryan Silverfield, which was the Memphis offensive line coach for the past few years. Um, And I give this one a five as well. Really? The same thing. It's it's the same thing. It's an offensive line coach that's been in the system. They think he knows the culture and can keep what they've had going, like make that continue. And so I I think it's an equal amount of risk. And I, I, I compare Memphis to Appalachian State pretty similarly. I mean, they're in a weaker conference and they have a lot of potential because they're the best team in their conference year in a year out, or one of the best teams in their conference year in a year out. And, you know, I, I think it's a similar type hire. So I'm going to give that one a five as well.
0: I, I've i been reading into this guy a little bit more than the other ones. Um, and a thing I like about when they made this hire was that they gave this, they gave this guy the interim job, like what, like a week ago. And, uh, it, like a week ago and all of a sudden, you know, they've, they've been in talks with other head coaches and they gave this guy the job. I mean, they said he won it outright. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to give it a super like great grade. Like I gave for Lane Kiffin in the nines. I'll give this one, like an 8.1. I really like the way that they're, they're staying. And I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. Cause I think a lot of people are thinking the way that you are. Uh, they don't believe in this guy. I do. And so, I'm going to give it uh, what I say, eight point one.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I'm not going to argue. I mean, I think both of these hires could pay off in the long run, but I need to see something before, you know, I give it any higher. Right. Um.
0: I like the I like the way this guy operates with Memphis, though. That, that's that's why I like it more. Uh, he uh, and and this isn't an, this is another guy that I didn't know a whole lot about, you know, before. Uh, you know, it, it, like, if we didn't have this podcast, I probably would have just been like, oh, they hired the O line coach. I did a little bit of research on this guy, and I like what he brings to the table. So,
1: that's uh, fair enough. It definitely could pay off. Um, next, we got the great state of Colorado State.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, uh, they hired Steve um, Azio. Y'all probably have heard his name because he is the coach we talked about that got fired from Boston College. Uh, yeah. Had a forty-four and forty-four record at Boston College, and I give this hire a four. Uh, I'm going to give this one a 3.2. I don't like that. I mean, dude, if he gross. couldn't make it work in the ACC with Boston College, uh, there is, I don't see a way that, Colorado, that he makes a difference in Colorado State. He won't. And
0: honestly, he might do
1: well with Colorado
0: State, but that's because he doesn't have a whole lot to live up to. Like, what are his expectations? They hired a coach that went 500 in his last program. They know what they're getting into. They're not expecting this guy to win national championships. Or even I like, think they just
1: want I just think they want bowl games I mean honestly yeah I mean if he can go
0: six and six they get to a bowl game and they get a little bit of a payout so that might be what they're there
1: you go for. hey we're, we're striving for mediocrity out here but in Colorado
0: I, the crazy thing is that Colorado State hasn't always been an awful program uh, you'd think that someone like here just hearing the name Colorado State like it's a pretty big school you'd think someone would want to go there.
1: Well, I mean, they Other got a former ACC coach who had – I think I think Boston, Boston College has competed some years for the ACC, but right. as his tenure at Boston College wound down, he got less and less involved in recruiting, and I, his team slowly declined. And then you had this year where they thought they were going to be pretty good, and they just were not great at all. And I just don't see – he might have a one or two just, wow, years at Colorado State, but I don't see it being a longevity hire. Okay, I get you uh, next we got the goat school in Florida Atlantic. Um, right. They hired Willie Taggart, who went nine and twelve <laughs> at Florida state. Um, yeah, oh, I need your high rating on this one bro uh, i 'm gonna give this one a zero point zero a zero point zero. I gave nice. it a six really uh, okay, so okay, so here 's what I, I remember having this conversation with with, uh, one of my friends. He asked me about what I thought about Willie Taggart being hired at Florida State. And I said, I thought Willie Taggart was a decent coach, but that was too much to bite off on his, you know. uh, There was no way he deserved the Florida State job. I think Florida Atlantic is the perfect place for him. It's a a lower to mid-tier school that gets recruits that don't make it in big programs but still have talent. So it's like the last chance you – have some talent the expectations are not national championships like at florida state and he can get this team to a bowl game and he will be the coach here for a few years
0: right what's funny to me about <laughs> about willie taggart is just watching because if you look at his uh coaching resume it looks like it looks like um like a mountain because he starts out at western kentucky right that's his first head coaching gig in 2010 Western Kentucky, so, you're like, you know, not great, not a great job. Uh, you get to start out somewhere, though, so he's starting out pretty low. Moves on to South Florida after that, um, which is, like, a step above Western Kentucky, but, you know, whatever. Then he peaks with Oregon and Florida State, so he's at the very top, right? And he
1: he was only at Oregon for one year, right? Yeah, he was only there for a year. Dude, how happy do you think Oregon fans are? Oh, so happy. But what I'm getting at is that now
0: he was at the top with Oregon and Florida State, and now he's moving back down to Florida Atlantic. What's going to happen and what's going to be his next job? Is he going to be coaching, like, high school?
1: High school. Yeah, that's high school in Florida. He's going to be the next coach of, like, IMG Academy. Oh,
0: oh, I don't think he deserves that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Baker High School, here comes the Taggart. Baker
0: High School. All right,
1: he's going to take over for Jack French at Faith Academy. Faith Academy,
2: yeah. Anyway. Oh
1: <laughs> but next is a job that Brandon hated for a few minutes but had a deep breath about. The UNLV job almost stole away Dave so Aranda glad. from LSU. So, so where did they go after almost hiring Dave Aranda? They got Marcus Arroyo, who was the Oregon offensive coordinator. Um oh. And I thought it was decent. I give it a yeah, six. I don't hate that. Um, um, I mean, not at all. I mean, he has experience recruiting the West Coast, and he got Justin Herbert. That fire. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough.
1: Um, uh, Oregon has weapons. so I, I, give, I give it a six. Offensive weapons are a plus.
0: I hear you loud and clear. Um, there's nowhere to go but up for UNLV, I don't think. So, <laughs> uh, six. I'm going to give this one a, a 6.8, like almost a seven. Uh, it's definitely a step up. So that I, I don't think- hired Oregon's stevens court, Crazy that they went from – I don't even know who they had. I don't even know if their coach was. But from yeah. this guy who apparently just wanted to run the program into the ground to almost Dave Aranda and now this guy. So
1: it's good for them. Dude, I, I give them props for shooting for the moon. They were like, yeah, we're UNLV, but guess what? We're going to get the hottest girl in prom. The reason that I didn't want to, yeah, the reason
0: I didn't want to give this anything higher than a six point eight is because I think UNLV could have gotten Lane Kiffin just because they're in Las Vegas.
1: No, uh, okay. The funny joke, but like, Ole Miss was knocking, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and have you been to Oxford? Uh, I've never been to Vegas, but I want to. Well, I mean, Ox- I said Oxford, bro. But... Yes, I've been to Oxford. What about it? Like Lane Kiffin about to be up in all the sorority houses It's about to be a problem.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't think. Okay. <laughs> I
1: mean, never, never dude, mind. he was kissing, he was kissing babies on the runway already. He is at home. Yeah. 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 You know who else? Lane Kiffin, baby? Lane
0: Kiffin doesn't see age. He will kiss whoever.
1: do you know who else was kissing babies on the runway Nick Saban that's all you need to know there's the correlation there
0: Um, listen I I hope that's what Alabama sees and they're like yeah five years down the road they hire Lane Kiffin and then he sets the place on fire that's what I hope for
1: Dude, I hope dude because Lane Kiffin like he reminds me of Jay Cutler of coaching like (laughs) he he doesn't care about his career he's just gonna self-sabotage he's he's he he's he's just like a suicide bomber. He goes in everywhere, blows the place up. That's it. That's a wrap for Bama.
0: That's insane.
1: And I mean, dude, okay. he has like that weird hair, the flow. It just—he's too old for that now. Oh, I he's love go- it. He's going through his midlife crisis, man. It, it's good. a problem.
0: Good. I've already been through mine, so that's that's good. Bro, he,
1: he's going to show up on recruit. He's going to recruit people on Harley's. Uh, that's <laughs> it, that's it. He's going to pull uh, what's his name, the Arkansas guy from Arkansas. Crap. Oh, Sam Pittman. No, they're
0: all. Is that is that who it was their old head coach who got in the oh. motorcycle accident?
1: Oh no, Bobby Petrino.
0: Yes, Bobby Petrino. Yes, he's gonna pull that because he's definitely oh, going to Jesus be having a affair when it happens too.
1: Oh god! But anyway, uh, sorry guys, we got way off topic there. <laughs> yeah. uh, next, we got Old Dominion. Um, I don't know how excited you guys are to hear about this, but they hire somebody, uh, Ricky Rain. Who was the Penn State offensive coordinator. Um, Pretty good. I give it a three.
0: Yeah, my my pretty good was sarcastic there. Uh, Has anybody seen Penn State's offense this year? They just don't.
1: I was about to say, bro. Uh, Can you imagine Sean Clifford on Old Dominion?
0: Right, no. Um, I don't want to give it a three because it is a coach from from a Power 5 school coming to uh, a Group of 5 school. But I'm going to anyway. A 3.4. That's my rating.
1: That high. Hey, fair enough. Yeah, we're not going to waste y'all's time with Old Dominion. And we're going to waste even less of your time with this next one. Uh, UTSA, University of Texas at San Antonio. They That's also good. made a hire. Jeff Trailer, who was a running backs coach. Trailer. He was a running backs coach. Where at? Arkansas.
0: Oh, God, dude. Are you serious? Uh, uh, um, 1.2.
1: I said a 1. Are you yeah, serious? Bad. You couldn't even get someone who was a coordinator <laughs> running at Arkansas. Dog, <laughs> no, come on! He apparently he has ties to Texas football and Texas high school football, but I'm not letting this slide. UTSA, uh, uh, you y'all are, you did. You know what? We don't even have dumpster fire this episode. Dumpster fire, UTSA. Yeah, UTSA,
0: it. guess what? Uh, you can go to your room and think a while, uh, think about what you've done, and you can come out when you're ready to apologize.
1: It's okay, bro. We'll be talking about them next year on the podcast when they fire this guy. But um, <laughs> okay, the next, next, and finally, our last coaching hire of the episode is South Florida. They hired Jeff Scott, which was the Clemson offensive coordinator, and I'm giving this a nine. Uh, I'm
0: gonna give this one a one million. Uh, no, I'll get. I'll, listen, nine
1: point five. I'm saying, Great bro, this is hire. this is amazing. Hire how did how do they pull this? That doesn't make sense to I, me. I don't know, but you know what? I, I, this right now, okay. We've had a lot of good hires. Uh, this this is up there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this, is, up this there. is this is my highest rating one so far.
1: Dude, I almost gave this one a ten. I'm glad you didn't. Oh, I'm glad you didn't, dude. Come on, are you serious? Nine point five. That's the perfect score. Oh my god! But no, I mean, are you like you get a so? Apparently, this guy was so important to Dabo Sweeney. People were calling him Dabo's right hand man, and that Dabo was upset that he was leaving. I bet he like, was like really upset, and that should tell you everything that Dabo was like. Dude, literally, Brent Venables still won't leave, and he would like. Apparently, it was like he would be more upset. He's more upset about Jeff Scott leaving than he would be Brett Venables. That should They're tell insane. you everything. They're insane so i think this is an amazing hire i mean we've seen south florida get up to what number two in the rankings back in like 07
0: yeah i mean I they think, were good back then.
1: that jeff scott is the best hire that they could have gotten and i think this guy is i, I do not be surprised if south florida wins to aac in the coming years do not be surprised
0: yeah we're calling our shot right here um i don't know I, definitely a great hire in my opinion um but even better because they fired Charlie Strong to do it. So that's, oh, that's yeah.
2: cool.
0: Anyway, so. Facts. Yeah, that's our coaching carousel this week. But, geez, there's there's so many coaching hires. Like, this is a good segment.
1: Yeah, but we got y'all caught up for now. Like, like, like you guys know, we're going to, you know, keep bringing you guys coaching hires each episode as they happen. Um it, I'm assuming that we're probably not going to be done anytime soon. So uh, right. stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. Don't, don't hang up that phone yet. All right. So uh, that is our episode today. Watch out this week. I'm not sure how many episodes we're going to put out, but bowl games are on the horizon. So stay tuned. That's all I'll say. Stay tuned.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, guys, uh, yeah, it could be anywhere from – three to five we don't know so (laughs) be ready you guys have a treat in the coming months i'm talking about it's going to be a long it's going to be amazing uh how many episodes we're coming out with and we have we have a lot on the deck we are trying to get people to come on the podcast you know keep you guys engaged so anything that y'all want to talk about or look forward to message us uh you know, we we will listen, I promise.
0: Yeah, this is basically us saying, hey, you like our podcast? Well, how about you smoke a whole carton of our podcast? So uh, watch out. That's what we got coming for you. We're not going to plug social media on this episode. We do that enough. Uh, probably hit you up next episode or whatever. Uh, just watch out. I mean, we'll post on social media when when these episodes are coming out. But uh, like Zach said, we don't know how many are coming out this week. It could be – I mean, it could be It could be ten. We don't know. Uh, bold games are coming up, so – We have a lot to talk about, uh, but until then, we are out.